It's Tuesday, June 13th. Today, the trick to making your content more memorable? Delete it. Also, Instagram's API gets a nice upgrade. TikTok plays its bets on visual search. Marketing executives over 40, your intern has no idea what you're saying. And on the premium podcast, which you can sign up to by tapping go premium in the show notes, what's working this month for ad creative on the meta platform. And one veteran ad buyer tells us about the 358 model of lookalike stacking he's using. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. Want your brand's organic content to leave a lasting impression? Delete it. New research shows that people pay more attention to content they can only see once compared to traditional posts that can be seen whenever. Platforms like Snapchat and Instagram have popularized the concept of disappearing content like snaps and stories, things that are only available for 24 hours. The study found that incorporating this temporary format into your brand's organic content, or for that matter, your ads, can increase your campaign's effectiveness. Consumers are more likely to pay attention to it, remember it, watch it longer, and like it more. The study's researchers suggest this is because disappearing content triggers FOMO, the fear of missing out, among consumers as the concept of one-time viewing generates urgency. As a result, when consumers are aware content is scarce and time-limited, they pay more attention to the message. The study is published in the Journal of Marketing Research. It's called The Effects of Content Ephemerality on Information Processing. Some welcome updates for those of you who rely on third-party platforms for managing Instagram content. Meta expanded its Instagram options again yesterday, providing these third-party platforms with more posting capabilities within their apps. One significant update is that third-party developers can now offer content publishing through Instagram creator accounts, in addition to business profiles. Meta also added two new features within Reels via the API, User tagging lets users tag one or more other users' accounts or brand accounts during the Reels publishing process if you're using an API-based tool. And original audio renaming will let users change the default original audio name for any audio that they own when creating a Reel via the API. Finally, Meta has also increased the daily media post limit from 25 per account to 50 across all media types, including Reels, stories, and feed posts. Yesterday, we reported about a protest underway by thousands of volunteer moderators who manage many of the independent communities on Reddit. Basically, Reddit has pulled an Elon and plans to charge high fees for use of its API. The company says it's doing this to rein in the company siphoning off Reddit's content for large language model learning. But some people think that's just a cover story. The real reason being that Reddit wants to kill off third-party Reddit apps and force people to use their own app, which A, contains ads, and B, is universally hated. The most popular app for accessing Reddit, in fact, isn't Reddit's app at all. It's one called Apollo, designed by a former Apple developer. He says Reddit wants $20 million a month in API fees. So he's shutting the app down at the end of this month. That's the issue. The response by Reddit's communities has been something like a walkout. Thousands of communities, called subreddits, switched to private mode for two days, meaning people can't join or see the content inside. In fact, so many switched yesterday morning, it brought the entire site down for hours. And now the CEO seems to have made things worse. 
In an email to staff late yesterday afternoon, Steve Huffman told employees to block out the noise and that everyone will forget about it and they can get on with their plans. He also said the blackout hasn't really had an impact on their financials. This, as you might imagine, leaked out to the moderators of these communities, and now they've stepped up their protest in a way that could indeed start to affect the platform, its revenue, and even its value to advertisers. A thread building today is asking moderators to keep their parts of Reddit offline indefinitely. Reddit relies on a mass of users, of course, to keep its ad platform competitive. At our deadline this afternoon, more than 500 Reddit communities, many with millions of users, signed on to stay off. TikTok is testing a new tool in its shop tab that lets consumers take a photo and search for products based on the image. The feature is currently in testing in select markets outside of the U.S. Similar visual search tools are already on platforms like Pinterest, Google, and Bing. But visual search adoption, particularly in the U.S., is still pretty low. Adweek reports that if released more widely, the technology could provide another access point to TikTok shop which is still in beta testing. So far, TikTok Shop has been greeted with a lukewarm reception by people who've tried the early versions out. As far as how visual search could affect these results, it could direct consumers to brand social storefronts. The challenge is that most users still aren't taking photos to search. Some marketing agencies say clients have shown little interest in experimenting with visual search, despite its availability on other platforms. That said... Search advertising has become more visual with the rise of Google Shopping, product listing ads, and retail media incorporating catalog-style photos in search results, suggesting marketers may want to consider strategies to optimize for a visual-first search landscape. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. And if you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We add show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place consolidate different points of view and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at Miro.com slash podcast. Some new numbers out from Edison Podcast Metrics say that podcasts continue to drive consumer purchases now 
with half of U.S. weekly podcast listeners buying something as a result of hearing a podcast ad. The study found that smaller niche podcasts usually have audiences with strong affinity for the products they hear about on podcasts. Edison says about a fifth of the U.S. weekly podcast audience, that's 17 million listeners, don't even listen to the top 1,000 shows. Quoting the report, Podcasting's advertising effectiveness for said listeners can be unlocked exclusively through the gateway of smaller shows, shows that tend to be more flexible financially and creatively when working with marketers, as well as more precise when reaching specific demographics and targets. We've reported in the last couple of months about the somewhat hilarious reviews popping up on Amazon these days. Reviews clearly written by ChatGPT, right down to phrases like, As a large language model, I'm unable to provide an opinion on this product. But now, Amazon itself is getting into the game, confirming today it's testing automated review summaries. Sort of like a meta-analysis of the reviews, an overview of what shoppers have said they like and dislike about a product in their reviews. Each summary includes a notification that the text was, quote, AI generated from customer reviews. For example, a listing for a Magic Mixies toy reads, This toy has received positive feedback for customers regarding its fun factor, appearance, value, performance, quality, charging, and leakage. However, the majority of customers have expressed negative opinions on these aspects. For example, some customers have paid over $100 for a toy that wasn't worth it, while others have experienced issues with the product's quality and charging. Not many stories here, but hey, two, that's enough for a lightning round, right? YouTube has lowered eligibility requirements for its partner program and opened up several monetization methods to smaller creators today, including paid chat, tipping, channel memberships, and shopping features. The revised program will be open to creators once they reach 500 subscribers. They'll also need 3,000 valid watch hours instead of 4,000 previously, or 3 million shorts views compared to 10 million. And Google is facing another formal antitrust complaint from the European Union, which could result in fines and impact its ad technology that drives the majority of its U.S. revenue. The new complaint, expected to be filed tomorrow, will target Google's core ad tech business model, according to people familiar with the matter. Sources say this complaint is the most significant in the current five-year mandate of the European Commission. And finally, some young office workers want to yeet workplace jargon as it's making half of Gen Z and millennial employees feel like they missed the memo. A new LinkedIn survey finds that young professionals are confused by phrases like ducks in a row. More than two-thirds of respondents said their colleagues excessively use jargon in the workplace. More than half of young workers admitted to adapting their speech to fit in. Most of them responding to the survey said that they compare workplace jargon to a foreign language. Nearly half of them have made a mistake at work because they didn't understand a phrase. Some of the most commonly used terms include moving forward, touch base, and circle back. They said some of the most annoying phrases are blue sky thinking and low hanging fruit. Don't forget the premium version of this podcast is just like this one, but with no ads, exclusive weekly columns on the Meta and Google ad platforms, story links in the show notes, audio chapters, and more. Tap Go Premium in the show notes or go to todayindigital.com. I'm Todd Maffin. See you tomorrow. Check my Instagram, be Instagram.
mind, you can see the trip, and you know what it is. Yeah, we move litty, we keep it jiggy, and we run the city. No politics, everyone in here knows, and we wear those. So then you think we're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, I'm flying at a higher tempo. Don't be the sea, can't reach this level. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.